Hello, everybody. Welcome to Arsenal X NGR Radio's Xbox Podcast. As always, we have to throw up the X. Yes, because we're about to throw down. Jesse did throw up the X with you guys. He is in audio form, so that's why you don't see him. But we know he threw it up. If not, let's just say that he did. Uh, it's going to be another great episode. Um, we're going to talk about uh, what's been in our arsenal, and then we're going to get into our arsenal exchange, uh, where we're going to be talking about the stadia that was announced. And what does this mean for a streaming platform, and what does this mean for Microsoft? Um, so, uh, me and Corey kind of talked on Nintendo Power Block what we've been playing, uh, but Jesse, what you, what's been in your, in your arsenal? Well, okay, I haven't really been playing too much. I've just, I've been kind of busy. I had like a funeral that I traveled to Michigan for and stuff. And, mm-hmm. and, uh, so I just, I just kind of lately I've been kind of busy, but I did, uh, pick up, uh, Sekiro or whatever, uh, Shadows Die Twice. Yes. And I, I've played like about maybe an hour and a half, two hours of that. And I've been really enjoying that a lot. Um, now this is like the technically the second game that the that the studio has made that I've played, um, but I really I never really got into like Dark Souls or any of that stuff. Um, just mainly because it, it I don't know like I just the style of it and everything just wasn't for me. Like but so this is like the first game that they've made that's really interested me a lot. And so, uh, you know, I finally went out and bought bought one of their games, and and I'm uh, not regretting it at all. Now, I got a lot of I got a lot of uh, uh, learning to do because I'm not used to their you know their game types. Because mm-hmm. I I probably put like maybe two hours at, at most of of the original Dark Souls in in, and that's about as much uh, experience as I have with their games. Um. But uh, you know, I'm I'm really liking the character in this game a lot, and like, I think I think that's what really ultimately drew me to this game. Like seeing all the stuff was I just I liked the concept of the character and like the whole idea of his like arm being like, you know, it's kind of similar to like Devil May Cry, I guess, in a way where there like it seems like there's going to be all kinds of different like things that you have on his on his arm that like you know different kinds of functionalities and stuff like that that you'll find along the way to upgrade mm-hmm. your character and so like you know it's kind of neat it's interesting and like a, and speaking of like devil may cry uh i kind of would like to check that out i think at some point but i think i was more more interested in in this game you know as far as all the like those style of games that have been coming out or or are coming out so so yeah i've just that's mostly what i've been playing um yeah i I haven't even been playing like black ops or anything really so which is again it's kind of unusual because for a while there that's all i wanted to play all right and i did i did play a little metro i guess too since the last time i've been on the show Okay. Um, for me, everybody, just check Nintendo Power Block about what's been in my arsenal. So I, what I said there is kind of the same thing that I play here. So I'm not going to de- uh, dive into anything. Uh, Corey, did you want to do the same or? Uh, well, the, I mean, I, I played a little bit of the division 
which you know we talked a little bit about on Pow Block, but the, the division is a. Uh, I I was I was really excited for the division and like I that initial like hour or so I was like really into it and then it just mm-hmm. kind of like I don't know it it just kind of fell I fell back into that spot where I was like man this is just more division I don't know if this is really what I want right now which is sad because I the game is really good I really don't have anything bad to say about the game it's actually very polished and very well done I just we recent we all recently played the division uh the first one again even even if it was only for like a little bit but like yes you know it still feels like the division one and and i mean there's there's system systematic changes and stuff to it but mechanically it's it's very similar uh so i don't i don't know like i'm gonna keep playing it because i really want to keep playing it uh i played some anthem which uh you know i there there's a few patches that have gone through since since I played it last and it it i I don't know if it fixed anything or or whatever but like i I know there were some loot changes and everything uh I'm not that far to uh actually you know be <laughs> be in into the end game or or whatever but uh mm-hmm. i I really want to keep playing anthem i I really do i just I haven't really had a lot of time to play a lot of things <laughs> this week uh I I played a little bit of the Master Chief Collection. Uh, I played some Halo Two and Four multiplayer, some more. But then I uh, actually my Xbox is being repaired at the moment, so uh, yeah, because I I've been having this Wi-Fi connection issue, and you know I it's being fixed. So hopefully I can get back rolling and on some some games when it gets back. So, uh, but that's kind of, in terms of Xbox, that's kind of all I've been playing. Uh, you know, I finished, I finished Gris on switch, but you can talk, you can listen to Nintendo power block for, for that. So, uh, so that's, that's kind of all I've been playing really. Uh, Halo, man, Halo master chief collection in particular is just what, a I, I'm glad they stuck with it and fixed a lot of the issues, which, Honestly, I never really experienced a lot of the issues that people were talking about. Like, I never really mm-hmm. had like connection issues or anything. Uh, but well, we we did a little bit when we played like the the uh, like co op. Yeah, because didn't because didn't we have it like where it would kind of lag a little bit while we were playing co op? Yeah, that's true. But, but I, I think I think that's really the only thing that I've experienced as far as connectivity. Yeah. So, I mean, I it's it's still fantastic. Like I th- honestly, I think Halo 2 and the Halo 2 anniversary and Halo 4 look better than Halo 5 in some aspects of the game. Uh <laughs> just like in terms of the details on the guns and the the armor sets and stuff. Now, Halo 5 still mm-hmm. looks fantastic. Like I Yeah. But I would st- I would actually put Halo 4 on par with Halo 5 and maybe a little bit better in some aspects. Uh so but that that's just me. I I really love Halo Four, man. I I love that multiplayer is really good, and and I've been playing a lot of SWAT lately, and man, it's good. And the and the Halo Two anniversary <laughs> stuff is also really well done. <laughs> just the the HUD and stuff is very Halo Two, like it's big and bold and in your face. But like I was playing I was playing SWAT on Lockout the other day, 
or uh-huh. I, th- I think it's called Lockdown and Halo 2. Uh, and just the the attention to detail in that level and just the even the like the camping spots on the pipes uh on the uh i, I don't know what you would call it like the ta- in the tower on the on one of the uh ends of the map is just it's all still there man halo 2 is that <laughs> it's just man it feels so good to run around and play and the physics yeah. are like it it's funny cuz the physics in halo 2 are a little bit different than the rest of the games where like you feel a little bit floatier when you jump and I forgot yeah. that mm-hmm. and I went to like jump and I floated off the edge of the map because <laughs> because like in in Halo 4 and 5 you feel more like a you feel more more grounded when you jump yeah. you know and, and in Halo 2 you're just like floating and it's just like we right off the edge of the map yeah uh, Halo 2 is still my favorite out of all the Halos as far as like like for me like I they had the best uh the best maps for uh for multiplayer in my opinion yeah uh I I like I honestly never really got into Halo 2's multiplayer a whole lot I was more of a Halo 1 and then I played Halo 2 but I never had like I never had Xbox Live and uh yeah. when Halo 2 was super popular I was living in a in a dorm room where there wasn't any like outside <laughs> connections, so like I kind of missed yeah. Halo Two, uh, but yeah. ha- I came back around for Halo Three, and I I really love Halo Three's multiplayer too. So uh, yeah, Halo Halo Two. I used to go do LAN parties with friends. We'd go over to friends' houses, and everyone would bring their Xbox and a TV. Yeah, and we <laughs> and we'd just set them all all up in the in a basement, and just be there'd be like like. Ten of us or fifteen of us just sitting in a in a basement, all just having fun for hours. Yeah, yeah, I remember those days where we would all meet over at my friend's house in a, in a, in their basement. We'd all get we get like pizza and Mountain Dew and just sit around and play. It. Well, for us, it was Halo One, but uh, yeah, it was still like yeah, it was still a really good time. <laughs> so, uh, but in terms of Xbox stuff, that's all I've really been playing. I just wanted to. Give a shout out to the Master Chief Collection because we've been talking an awful lot about it lately, and what a yeah. fantastic game! What a what a I, fantastic package, man! Yeah, I did play Division Two for a little bit. I forgot about that because I I just had a little bit of time to play it before before I had to leave for Michigan or go to bed actually. But then and then I think when I got back, I played it for a little bit. I mean, I played it enough where I'm I'm I think uh, level five or something like that, but. Yeah, I think I'm hovering around a level seven. Yeah, right. so I'm I am enjoying that a lot too. So well, that's awesome. Well, we're going to get into our Arsenal exchange. Uh, so Google announced Stadia, uh, their streaming platform where you could kind of play anywhere. Uh, they have a lot of different functionalities. They're going to be bringing 4K, HDR, 60 frames per second. Uh, you'll be able to play this on your mobile, on your PC, your laptop, even on your TV. Um, so a discussion about streaming uh, games and that being the future and stuff have been coming up. Also, it's a wireless controller, and I believe you can connect your Xbox One controller also to it. Uh, but It's that, that whole... It's the controller thing is weird, but we'll we'll get into it in a little yes. bit. But yeah, so so 
a lot of talk has been talk. Uh, a lot of talk about it has been like how does it, how is this going to affect the consoles? How is going to affect PC like Steam and uh, Epic Games? Um, but we here are on um, um, Arsenal X. It's like it, how is it going to affect Project X Cloud? How is it going to affect Game Pass or like what are our thoughts first of Stadia, and then how does this affect Microsoft? Or does it work with Microsoft? Um, yeah. Corey, I'm gonna go to you first. I think, I, I think out of I, I haven't really heard Jesse's opinions about it yet. But I, as far as everybody within Nerds Gone Rogue, like so far that I've talked to, I feel like I'm the only one who's like interested in it. Like really, like diving deep into what this could potentially be and like trying it out on day one and whatever, like. I'm fascinated by the technology and just like how is it going to work? Like how how do I like is it going to work like Netflix where like if I'm playing a game on my TV, I just hook my controller up to my phone and I can continue playing it later in like on my phone or you know, I I know anybody who has a Chrome browser can play it and it also like I want to know that kind of stuff. Don't get me wrong, I'm never going to be playing in 4K on this thing. Like, I know there will probably be settings and stuff. Like, do you want to play in 1080p? Like, I, I want to see, I want to know how it works. And I think the only person I know that tried the uh, the stream, the Project Stream beta for Assassin's Creed Odyssey was Todd Oxtra. And, like, he doesn't have fantastic internet. And he said it, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't the greatest way to play that game uh but you know i think i think i i'm really interested in this technology i want to see how it works i want to see how and where it goes and how it all functions and uh and i think what i'm most excited about is like seeing google do this and and showing Mm -hmm. showing this technology makes me that much more excited for when microsoft announces it because I know, like, yeah, I can have Halo Infinite installed on my Xbox Scarlet or whatever and play it there. But then, you know, through the power of xCloud, I can I can continue my save from there on my phone somewhere else. You know, where it's kind of like the best of both worlds. You know what I mean? And so, like, seeing this technology work for Google is like, yeah, this is awesome. But... I also don't think it's going to replace anything that we're using currently, at least, you know, within the next five to eight years. Like, I don't think it's going to replace anything that we're using, Uh but I think it's going to be a nice kind of niche thing for casual players and uh, people who are really into that technology. And I think it's going to be a nice little side thing that, some gamers will try out and be like, yeah, this is kind of a nice thing. And, and you know, I'm, I'm all for trying it. I really want to see this thing. Uh, I think the controller looks really nice. Uh, you know, it's kind of a, it kind of looks like the switch pro controller, but if the sticks were both at the bottom instead of staggered, yeah. uh, I think the YouTube functionality in this thing is, is something that, you know, I don't think we even thought of in the streaming technology and like, Hey, I'm watching the streamer. Oh, I really want to play this game, and all you have to do is hit the hit the button on the on the controller, and you can instantly pl- be playing with that person, or uh, 
purchase the game and play it right then. You don't have to wait for downloads or patches or anything. Like, I think all that is super interesting. Uh, the one thing that I am concerned about is, is like, I was listening to the, the Giant Bombcast today and they were talking about uh, ownership of games. Growing up in the era that we did, owning games has always been a big thing for us, right? Uh, until recently where, you know, I know uh, Jesse and I are mostly digital on a lot of things. Uh, but, you know, we still collect the Nintendo stuff. At least I do. You know, I, I still like seeing the boxes on my shelf and everything. Mm-hmm. And that I have that ownership of that cartridge or that disc. Uh, whereas in Project Stream, like, you don't own anything. You know, you don't, you don't, or Stadia, I guess, you don't own it, right? Like, you're purchasing the license to use it. But, you know, when a game goes away from the Microsoft Store, you can still download it because you bought it, right? Whereas in Stadia, like, if that game goes off the store because of licensing reasons, or maybe that company just doesn't want that game on the store anymore, yes, you really can't play it anymore. Right, like it's because you're not downloading it, you didn't purchase it. It's not in your queue. Like they're not going to keep the game on their servers because you know they don't have the license to the game anymore. So what mm-hmm. happens to that? You know that that's like the that's like the one concern I have right now. Besides like availability and and uh, and you know internet and everything, like all that all the internet. Uh, Download speeds aside, like that's like the one thing I see in this, like being kind of a downside. Well, uh, the thing about it that you bring up with the license thing, that's completely for any system at this time when it deals with digital. I know, because, but but like, but, but like, but the, you said the Activision, like, like the Marvel games for, from Activision, right? Yeah, they're not on the store anymore. But I can if I purchase if I had already purchased the games while they were on the store, mm-hmm. I can go to my, uh, you know, like PlayStation does a good job of saying I've purchased these games, right? And you can yeah. go to your library and pick those. And yeah, Xbox has the games that you've purchased too on on a, in a separate list from the games that you have installed, right? And you just yeah. go to that list, and even if it's not available on the store, it says that you purchased it. You just click on it and click install and download it. Okay. Yeah, where okay. in in project in uh, Stadia, like that's that doesn't exist that's, that's, because see, I, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and see, I I thought that if they take the license off, if they took the game off like PSN or Xbox or the eShop, that you couldn't re-download it or anything. But you're saying that once you buy it, it literally is yours. All you got to do is just continually re-download it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And uh, you know, there's I mean, there's been extremely rare exceptions to that, like uh like PT obviously is yes. like the glaring uh example of that. Uh but you know, th- that's like the one downside is like if you purchase Assassin's Creed Odyssey through Stadia and Ubisoft decides that they don't want to sell the game on Stadia anymore and they pull it off, like was that a waste of sixty dollars? Or do you, is this like a Game Pass type subscription thing where like all these games are available on on this thing and like you're just paying a subscription service? These are the things that they didn't really answer. Was like pricing structure, uh, download and upload speeds, which I think some of it's come out since then in terms of of internet speeds. But 
Yeah, 25 gigabytes is recommended. Uh, it's not required, but it's recommended. So, to yeah. For it. And, and so, you know, and another thing, too, in, in a lot of parts of the country, there's data caps. Like, how does that affect data caps? Uh, and, you know, I, I think the one thing that I think Google has going for it is, like, uh, what show? There's a podcast I was listening to. Uh, that made a really good, ex- a good. Uh, it might have been podcast beyond actually, where they were talking about uh, people who have come out with streaming services before. It's like it's like cars. They've been talking cars people versus ta- the highway, right? Uh-huh. Where like a lot of these people have produced a car, but there's no highway to drive the car on, so they kind of fail. Whereas Google is building the car and the highway with Google Fiber, right? And as Google Fiber becomes more prevalent in other areas of the country that'll make it easier for stadia so like you know google is building the infrastructure for stadia uh and and as google fiber becomes more uh prevalent throughout the country or you know gig internet or you know whatever you're looking at Mm -hmm. like stadia is going to work better because google is making the infrastructure for stadia to work right yeah Plus, they have more information centers around the country than anybody else. They have, uh, you know, more resources, more money than any other company. Be- and, and like the only other company I could see rivaling them right now is Microsoft. And if Apple decided to jump in, but I don't see Apple doing yeah. it really anything. And, and, and to give everybody preference, also Google is using their own server. Like they're doing everything, so mm-hmm. there's no way for you to cheat or anything. Because mm-hmm. if you try to cheat, Google is going to know about it. Yeah, that's the, uh, that's the other thing too. Is like you can't install mods or cheats cheat engine systems because like the game's not on your system. It's mm-hmm. it's on Google's Which is, system. Which is kind of a good thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, Jesse, I'm gonna I'm gonna turn it over to you and get your thoughts on what you think about Stadia. Uh, okay. So. Yeah. so- Okay, so like I, I like Corey did listen to the Giant Bomb uh, podcast where they talked about it extensively, mm-hmm. and so I like I just listened to it tonight at work. So I've got a, like a lot of like a lot of the stuff that they kind of really dug deep into, like fresh on my mind. Um, so like a lot of you know, I have my own opinions, but like you know, I, it's very similar to a lot of the ways that they had thought. Like, it, it is kind of scary, the whole idea of, like, you know, like, not actually being able to own, like, you know, like, actually own something that you've downloaded and stuff like that. But I, I think, I think in the long run, or, or, like, even maybe hopefully off the bat, like, that will be a way for them to maybe, like, have competing, you know, prices where... Like I still think you're gonna have to pay for a game, but I could see where like what they could they would possibly do is like like what if they were to do like a, a whole like like have it where you could you could you know pay the sixty dollars or whatever it costs for a game and you could play it through you know through them without any kind of like like uh subscription or whatever to to it 
but if you if you actually buy like you know like what we would pay for a micro for the Xbox Live or whatever, mm-hmm. like then you then you would only have to pay like four ninety nine to buy a game or something like that. Like a like so, a discount. What else? I mean, yeah, yeah, like a dis- Like it would be like you wouldn't really pay much for a game that way, but you could choose to not have to pay monthly to you to play games on on their thing but you would have to pay full price for the game because then you know like they still got to pay to have you know like pay to have their those games on their you know on their thing well like this... i like this is just an idea i you know like that's the thing we really don't know what their mm. what what their plan is going to be for that that well, whole part of it but and, and i think th- one of the, the, this is the thing about that idea, uh, which would be fine if it worked. But I think because we got stuff like Humble Bundle, we got stuff like Epic and Steam. If they're already, uh, and this is not for Google's first party, I'm just talking about third party. Um, yeah. If they're offering a cheaper alternative where you don't have to subscribe to get that discount for the buy, play that game on uh, Stadia. I think consumers and mostly PC players, because I feel like this is more for PC than console. I think they will go that route to the other people, other uh, the other services, and buy it there for cheaper. And like you said, Corey, be able to own that digital version of it. Now, I I will say that if if Stadia offers a bigger discount. For which, it, the other two, which they yeah, can, which they can, because they're Google and they they have the because like to uh, like Microsoft and un, unlike PlayStation and Nintendo. Well, I guess I guess Sony has other revenue streams, but like you know they have other ways of making money, like you know through ads or through YouTube or you know they have multiple mm-hmm. avenues of making money, so they can be really aggressive at getting these deals out there. Like they can lose money getting people in, uh, they can they can sacrifice that money to get people in to use their their service, uh, because they're Google and they have that money and that infrastructure, right? And, and so they'll be that, able to recoup it sometime down the line. Yeah, which is right. something that I think Microsoft can actually rival them on because because you know Microsoft is a services based company in terms of like you know outside of Xbox you have. Uh, the Microsoft Office suite. You have uh, uh, the uh, Bing. You have Internet Explorer doing or whatever it's called. I don't know what it's called now. Edge. I don't know. They like no. It's uh, Internet yeah. Explorer. Still. Yeah. It, uh, it's, so, yeah. Edge though it's called. Uh, you, oh, okay. You have Skype, and then you have the Xbox division where you have Xbox Live, Game Pass. Uh, you know, they have a bunch of subscription service stuff because Microsoft is a subscription based company. So I think Microsoft could actually like rival Google in doing this. But, uh, like I said before, Google has the infrastructure, they have the data centers and they have multiple revenue streams coming in to where they could take a loss on Stadia for half a decade just to get people in to use their system and make these deals where, hey, Assassin's Creed Odyssey will cost $60 on Xbox and PlayStation, but it might cost $40 on Stadia because Google can eat that cost, you know? Uh, they can eat the 30% that it would cost, you know, Ubisoft to put it on their platform 
just to get the game on the platform. Uh, you know, plus they don't like, they don't have to like provide, uh, uh, retail discs, boxes, retail space, you know, like, like you said, Edward, all these other companies need like, you know, yeah, a lot of Jesse and I download the games off the store, but a lot of people still buy physical and they, you don't have to pay for the trucks to drive the stuff to the store. You don't have to pay to uh, press discs. You don't have to pay for the cover art on the boxes. Right. Uh, and so that's going to save them a ton of money too. The only thing is, is like, how do you, how do you, uh, how are they going to pay for the server space is the new question, right? Uh, yeah. which, you know, Google can eat that cost too for the first five or six, three to five years, you know? And, and i I, and I'm gonna give, give it back to you, Jesse. Um, <laughs> I, I feel like with Stadia, I, there's something about a new Chromecast or a new Chrome kind of like laptop or something that's going to be coming with Stadia. Uh, so I think they, they announced a, a Stadia branded Chromecast. Chrome? Okay. I mean, you can uh, use any Chromecast, but like I know the 4K or the Chromecast Ultra 4K is is like seventy dollars. I saw that uh, going around, and it's actually like on sale right now. <laughs> okay. uh, uh, yeah, I just feel like that's going to be attached when they actually roll it out. There, they're going to be trying to get multiple like laptops and stuff. You know, it'd be because... awesome if you hooked your Ouya up. You could actually play Stadia on your Ouya. Oh shit! Somebody's gonna mod that for that to happen. You don't um, need to mod it; it runs on Android. Oh, that's true. <laughs> uh, but I'm gonna give it back to you. Oh wow, that is true. I forgot all about that. Uh, but I'm gonna hand it back to you, Jesse, uh, to get more thoughts. Um, do well, you? Okay. Okay, go ahead. Okay, so one of the one of the other things that Giant Bomb kind of touches on too that that will be kind of interesting is the 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 whole idea of the format. So like I guess like they're like they're gonna be uh, Linux based, and so like they were they kind of talked about um so like you know like if Microsoft or you know like the Xbox version of it the X Cloud like when they start making games are they gonna have to try to uh, build games that can work on both Linux and Microsoft like you know like to try to compete. To be able to, you know, because like if you if you can't if you can't play play the uh, the Xbox, you know, Microsoft games on a Linux thing, like that will that will uh, restrict pe- uh, people from from you know like being like what what things you can play their games on, you know, like moving forward if the, with the whole idea of being able to play play the you know the xbox games on any device you know so that would be like anything that's linux based obviously wouldn't be able to play wouldn't be able to play their games um it's kind of like an idea that they had somewhat talked about um like so like like that kind of stuff will kind of be interesting just to see if like you know like if if there's something like, like along those lines that ends up mm-hmm. having to happen as far as like you know like how how Microsoft would compete um if that would you know if that's something that they would look into like having to change or or look at 
Um, so like, you know, like that's the thing, like where, you know, like it's, there's so much to figure out, but like the, the one thing that I, that I have to say though about this in general, and, and it's a little bit different. I'm kind of a little bit different than how Corey thinks about it. I, I actually think that this literally is going to be the future of gaming. So anyone who, who doesn't, doesn't like you know like take take this you know like start looking into this and building upon building their like what the direction that they're going towards this way is mm-hmm. gonna fall behind i think well i so. mean to be to be fair i i didn't say it wasn't gonna be the future of gaming i just said it well, was no. i meant i maybe i worded it poorly but i just meant it wasn't gonna replace anything we're using right now like maybe in like a decade i feel like this will be probably the main way we play games but in the next like four like three to four years like i don't yeah. i don't really see it being the primary way we play oh yeah uh, okay so um more, can i just say one more other yeah, thing kind of on what we uh, like i didn't really finish what i was like something I was talking about earlier. So like to kind of build on the, you know, the whole idea that I had of like, of them doing the, like where you have the subscription and then you would pay less for games. Mm -hmm. Um, like, cause like my idea, like my thought behind this is like, I would look at it more of, of like Google's version of steam or Google's version of, you know, like Microsoft's, store or whatever like it would be like you don't have to pay monthly to play games through steam or buy games through steam Mm -hmm. like so like that would kind of be and then then their their monthly service that would be more like the xbox live would you know because you're not actually they're not actually having to produce physical copies like well, they it, would be able to be give you like, at a discounted price. It'd probably be like like Google Play in a sense. Yeah. Well. Yeah. Another thing too is like. Well, before before you guys go, uh, can I state something? <laughs> Sorry. Uh, I don't think this is the future of game. And one of the reasons I don't believe it is because of this system has to rely on the internet. Um. And I, I think there is going to be a long way before universally that the internet uh, speeds and connections and stuff get up to where Google wants it to be at. Um, Google Fiber would be fine, but they really have to roll that out. Um, I, For me personally, I wouldn't do streaming on a PC. I would rather do it on a console because there's something more reliable than a console. And I and for like PC players, you kind of have to keep upgrading your your system or your rig, whatever you feel like you want to do it. Um, when I was watching it, I felt like this is not speaking to me. I, I'm sitting on the sideline watching this, but it's not speaking to me because the 4K doesn't impress me. The 60 frames per second don't impress me. The HDR don't impress me because there's been so much talk about that and games are still not there yet. We still are, people are still using 30 frames per second, or you have a choice that you have to sacrifice one or the other. And 
you still got to buy like a TV, a monitor and all this stuff to really display all of those things. So when is when is it going to be fully noted that, OK, if you take away the 4K, you take away the HDR, you take away the uh, 60 frames per second for games and stuff, what are you going to offer? If that's not because I just don't rely on that. Anymore. It's the it's the convenience though. Like I think I think the thing that's that Stadia has going for it that you know on live or some of these other previous streaming services didn't have is you know the Netflix effect where like Netflix is is never going to be the quality of a Blu-ray or a 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray or anything, mm-hmm. but it's good enough and it's convenient, right? And I think we now live in a culture where, you know, a lot of people think just good enough is just good enough for them, right? Where if you can get it there, like, for me, I think 1080p and, like, I think I think Stadia is going to prioritize frame rate over resolution. Like, I, I, just, I just think it's going to. So I think if you can get it at 1080p and 60 frames a second, regardless of... HDR or mm. whatever, or even on your phone where it's going to probably be locked at 720p. Yeah. Like, I think the idea of being able to play it, your game on your TV and then moving it to your phone and keep playing on the bus or whatever, it's it, it's it's what the Switch does, right? But, like, just yes. through the internet, I think people are going to be like, that's good enough. And 90, I- 90% of players that are going to play Stadia probably won't care about HDR or 4K or getting the best possible resolution out of the thing. If it's good well, enough, they're going to try First off, your phone, your phone isn't going to get 4K visuals anyway. So no one's... Like, the but majority this... of things you will be playing on aren't going to re- have 4K resolution anyway. But so it's not a... that big of a deal. But this is the thing. Don't market it that thin. Well, they, the, the well they're not... I mean, no, they're just they, saying you can get that if you see, have good enough some, internet. But see, but see, that's the problem. It's just that if you're going to speak about 4K HDR and 60 frames per second, just say if you just say across the board, or don't mention it at all. Because if you know that not all stuff is going to carry that, and with the games that they're that they're going to be breaking out, uh. It's going to depend on what, what you're running it on. But so, do you just want the mic, the Xbox One X to say that too? Because it's it's the same situation where like not everybody's going to be able to play in 4K at 60 frames yeah. a second either. Yeah, yeah, because, but the, but you but if but you're not telling them that you can play at the best uh, visual capacity, then then you're doing yourself a disservice. But yeah. the thing about it is, like that's what people the, want to hear, though, is they want to hear that the best looking visuals can be performed through this the problem, console. But but that's the problem is that if you're going to mention it and then you get it, you have to make a choice. So why not just say that? Uh, you have the ability to do 60 frames per second at 1080p, or you get to do uh, 30 frames per second for 4K. Because that the would... Stadia is more powerful than both consoles combined. Right. And, yeah, and that's, that's and the that's thing, the thing is you don't you and, don't need to have a good PC to play it at that. Yeah, that's and, that's, all all, that's the whole thing. TV. That's the whole thing. It's like the system is running on that end, and they're just streaming the video to your TV. That's right. the whole thing. Right, it but doesn't matter how powerful anything that you own is. 
Right, but if you don't, uh, but but you trust that convenience, right, Corey? Yeah. What if people don't have the money to get that convenience? Then they don't and need they it. Want the, then... and, and they don't want this. And they don't. And they don't. Well, they don't have the money to get to get that convenience. I'm saying. I'm, well, I'm, then, they, I'm just... then they don't get it. Like if you don't have the money, then you don't mm-hmm. spend the money. Like that's just that's just it. Like if if you know, I I still think getting into this is going to be a lot cheaper than getting an Xbox One or or a PlayStation or even a switch at this point, the controller will probably cost $60, a Chromecast, a basic Chromecast. You can probably find on Amazon for 25 to $30, right? That's less, that's less than a hundred dollars. If you're going to go out and buy an Xbox one S Mm -hmm. at this point in a game, you're going to be spending over $200. That's, that's half the price. And if it's just good enough and performs just as well as an Xbox Mm -hmm. one S, which doesn't do 4k, that's fine with 90% of the people out there the who people. are casual gamers who just want to check out a game that because they heard about it through a podcast or, you know, saw ads running on something they were looking at, or they saw it at Best Buy and they saw a trailer that looked cool. You know, if you can get Assassin's Creed Odyssey running and it's just good enough and I can play it on my phone in bed while I'm watching TV or something, but that's perfectly but you, fine with people. Do you, but do you think that, do you think that to me, to me personally, Assassin's Creed Odyssey doesn't do nothing for for it? Um, I was talking. I, that's to, just that's uh, just the game they're leading with. Leading. I, I was talking to my friend uh, Jared from Irrational Passion. Uh, they did a they got a podcast called Input, and I was talking to him on Twitter, and I was just like, you know what would have been better to sell everybody on this? I think they exclusively should have did something with Cyberpunk two thousand seventy seven. I think that alone would have sold people to be like, oh, let me look into this because with those kind of visuals and stuff, if they could, uh, uh, Stadia could do those visuals at SGR 60 frames per second and people were able to play that GDC, I think a lot of people would have been... I, I think they should have shut it off with a, with a well, shooter. That, that because... game is, an, is an probably... A, even halfway done yet so yeah. why would they plus do they, something plus they have that think, they can't even show off now I mean, plus they have a marketing deal with microsoft so if anybody's going to show their streaming service it's going to be microsoft with cyberpunk because they have that marketing deal with with microsoft. oh with uh with microsoft okay because i just i just thought that well, well because of here's the a per- way that wait, it, here's the, a perfect the example oh, they, sh- they, sh- they showed doom eternal at this press conference with mm-hmm. which is like if you're gonna w- want to see a game at 4k 60 frames a second and a twitch mm-hmm. shooter doom is the game you're gonna show off right and they yes. showed it running and granted whatever we were watching the stream on like i watched it on my phone like whatever you're not gonna see the 4k hdr but i did see the 60 frames a second and it was running fairly well you know like and and if you can just show people that that it's running mm-hmm that it works, it's going to get better, right? We also live in an era where, you know, if it, if something isn't how we need it to be at launch, they iterate on it and iterate on it and iterate on it. And I know, I know this isn't the same type of thing, but stick with me, right? No Man's Sky, right? Yes. Terrible reception at launch, but they built on it and they built on it and they added stuff to it. And now look at the game, right? It's It's almost where, like, quote-unquote expectation was and the community has given them the benefit of the doubt and they've stuck with it and they and you know 
things get better over time, right? And yes. I think I think Destiny was in the same situation. I think Anthem is currently going through that situation right now mm-hmm. where you know, if we can just show that this is good enough as like the skeleton of this infrastructure and this system and the things we want to do with it, if we can just show people that it it works and we have the skeleton here and it's just good enough, five years from now, are we going to be able to see 4K like just just like that? Are we going to be able to play the next Call of Duty multiplayer ga- games on this thing? Are we going to see 8K streaming at some point? Like, you know what I mean? Like, if they just build on it and they show that it works and they just are transparent about what they're mm. doing and the technology behind it and what they want to do with it. And if they are just open with their audience, I think that, I think that in five years, Stadia could be big, right? Or X project X cloud could be big, right? If they just, you know what I mean? Like they just got to get that initial run out there and say, it's it's a learning experience. Yeah. And and the thing about it, well, for me is, I think it's going to be within two years. Uh, because I think in within two more years, uh, 4K in HDR is, is going to be the standard. You know, it's going to be cheap enough that people could go and buy, uh, buy a 19 inch 4K HDR for like 150 some dollars from Sony or Philips or whatever. 19 um, inches. Who's playing on a 19 inch TV? Hey, some people got to. Hey, some people got a budget. Okay, you got a budget. What you play on? I'm just saying. Uh, but the thing you can, of, get a, you can get a 55 HDR 4K TV right now from Vizio for like like 360 bucks. Well, well, yeah, yeah, but I mean, there's some people who who have who are brand, you know. Ed, all you gotta do is take well, those yeah. posters off your wall and put a wall mount up there, and you'll be good to go. Oh no! <laughs> besides, and besides, Vizio. Vizio. Wait, why are you saying? What do you think it's about me? Sorry, Jesse. I just, I, I'm just saying. I'm, I can see but, posters behind you, and if you just put a wall mount up there and a huge TV, you'll be good to go. You just lean back and be like, ah. that means I had to turn around to go play. Hey. No, but, but, but I'm just saying, like, for for the standard, um, for just for 4K HDR, I think within two years, uh, it'll be more widely available at a cheaper price, um, and the people are probably starting to move it to 4K now, um, as long as TVs get uh, a little bit cheaper. Um, now, how this affects Microsoft? Let's get into that, because I think we all have our, we all three have our individual viewpoints of what we think about Stadia. Um, and and I think we all are just willing to get more information for it. Want mm-hmm. to see how things go out? What the pricing is going to be? What what what's their actual structure? Um, well, I'm they're still... gonna. Oh, sorry. Oh no, I was just I was just gonna say I still think that they E3 is going to be a big presence. They need to make something known at E3 uh, because if they do it, I think if they do it too late in in the fall, there's Tokyo Game Show. There's uh 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 I think Xbox is doing their own. Uh, conference like they did last year. Uh, what's the one in Germany? Uh, the Games gamers, Com. Gamescom. Like all of that stuff is going to be coming, and people are going to be focusing on that. And well, if Google is not there to make anything known or something, people are going to kind of forget about it and just be like, "Oh, okay." Or they'll wait for a stream and stuff and be like, "Oh, I guess." 
Um, well, you know, I hear there's a Monday night slot that just opened up a couple months ago when uh, Company X pulled out and said they weren't doing E3 this year. <laughs> So. Well, they they could. They oh, did, Google, Google. I mean, Google's big enough to where they can kind of do their own thing, like they did this this week, right? Where, you know, they did say they're gonna They've announce YouTube. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> they did say they're gonna uh, do their own thing in June, or they're gonna have more information in June. But what this means for Microsoft is like they have to come out at E3 and. They need to find a way to deliver the same type of information that Google delivered, but one up mm-hmm. them somehow and be like, you know, they, yeah, pricing. They need to to say, hey, Game Pass works with XCloud or something. Like they need to come out because, like, unlike Google, or unlike Google, Microsoft has a fan base already. Microsoft has Game Pass. Microsoft has. A, an established first party. Microsoft bought nine studios last year. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like they have they have something that Google doesn't have already, which is a fan base and studios and games, right? And so yes. uh if they can figure out how to message it, which I think, you know, Phil Spencer has done a fantastic job the last few years of of really communicating things, you know, and, and I know a lot of people were kind of blowing out of proportion where Google didn't may have any big surprises. Right. But I think what Phil Spencer was saying, if you read the whole thing instead of just the headline, like, I think he was saying like, this is, it was something that they've been working on to the last three or four years and that everything that Google was doing is what they're trying to do. And so there's no big surprise there because, you know, yeah, they can have YouTube integration, but, uh, Google wants to stream to YouTube. Microsoft wants to stream to Mixer, right? They, there's a lot of parallels in what Microsoft is doing to, to what Google just showed us, right? Mm-hmm. Microsoft, Microsoft has their Mixer influencers. They have, uh, you know, all sorts of things to for. They have, you know, Cortana instead of the Google Assistant, right? They have all these parallels to where they could actually make this work. And in if as long as they're like uh, you know, running, uh, you know, side by side with Google on these announcements, I think they'll already still be a step ahead in a lot of ways because of how established Xbox is as a brand. So there's a, there's more of a trust factor with Microsoft than there is with Google, especially Um, with their messaging and, and and leadership too, you know? Yeah. Oh, go ahead. And, uh, and and Google messed up and, uh, Pick the uh, the lower form of controller. <laughs> well, but, uh, uh, um, just want to say this about Stadia uh, before I get before we get uh, continue with Microsoft is that um, Stadia was speaking more to developers because it is the game uh, GDC, uh, but the messaging came different to consumers and viewers who are looking into. So it's kind of weird on how the messaging is getting got across. So that's why I feel like you know the, all that 4K stuff is not important because we we been to E3, we heard people talk all about this, and then it comes out different when those systems come out. So it's not surprising that they would mention stuff like like that. Um, developers, 
I think when they when they're speaking when they spoke to them, like and all this functionality stuff, this is supposed to entice them and get them interested to be like, hey, we offering this stuff, we got this this thing for you developers, come to our platform and we could work on some kind of business deal out. Where Microsoft is that when they're doing E3, they're speaking to a lot of gamers uh, because we're all watching it and expecting something great so that's going to come to the platform that we're going to buy uh, in the future. Um, so, uh, Jesse, I'm going to give it over to you. Uh, how do you think this is going to affect Microsoft and or Project S Cloud or anything like that? Okay, well, first off, I'm going to bring up what I had, you know, kind of talked to you about that no one has talked about. I think it's probably because I'm kind of ahead of, you know, like thinking ahead of uh, where everyone's at right now. But, mm -hmm. like, I honestly think that this, like, once once Project X Cloud is is uh is a thing and and it's like you know it's out there people can use it i think one of the things that that microsoft is probably gonna want to do is they're gonna have to i honestly think that they're gonna have to to start looking looking into doing the vr stuff like because um you know, like it's Sony, like PlayStation is, is doing really well with the VR stuff, and you know because it's such a affordable way to play it, and and like I had said to you, like like right now, like with the idea of the X Cloud, and you know, you not having to have a massive, powerful PC mm -hmm. and all that stuff to play games. That that you know means that ideally, if if X Cloud's running right now and they had a VR game, I could essentially buy the thirty dollar Google you know like headset to put my phone in, and next thing you know, I'm playing uh you know in a VR game in in 1080p 60 frames per second or whatever you know however fast they want to put it at mm -hmm. to to make it completely smooth and all i had to do is spend 30 bucks for a headset and and i'm able to place like something at the same resolution as what you know like the you know whatever the big bigger headsets would be you know like because we're getting to the point now where, where the you know the HDR and stuff and and uh, phone screens and all that stuff is you know is going to be a thing eventually, and so it's going to get to the point where you really wouldn't have to spend any money to be able to play games like that, uh, with with the idea of being able to stream to anything. So, well, so like I okay. I think that's that's not any anytime soon, but so, I think. Yeah. I think in the future that that that's going to be an an easy accessible option and so I think stuff like that may be something that that would would have you know an, a department that Microsoft might need to change their outlook on mm -hmm. just because of the the fact that it would be so ex easily accessible for a very very 
cheap price to be able to play something like that because like that's the problem right now the issue with with playing good vr games is it's very pricey and that's why sony is killing it because they've got a cheaper alternative to it and that's why a lot of people will get it and that's why they can make better games on sony uh, for VR than on PC because more people are playing it. So there, there's a guarantee that people will buy that game. So they're not afraid to put money into to making a game for it. Well, you know, I, like, think with, so, I think with PSVR is that they actually made that, they're starting to make their equipment a little bit cheaper for people mm-hmm. to pick up and buy because you yeah. can see a lot of people be like, oh, PSVR is on sale for one hundred and fifty dollars. Um, yeah. So people are be like, when it's on sale, people are going there to get get that yeah. sale. And now there are games coming to it that people that you could really uh, list off, like Astrobot, Tetris Effect, Resident Evil yeah. Seven, Moss. Like there's stuff that you could you could rattle off. And just like you said, Corey, earlier that you know working on it, getting it, you know progressing it, and. Uh, Try to you know fine tune this stuff, getting it better, and I think that's what happened with PSVR. It, some people still have their judgment on, on it, but it's been growing in popularity now because it's been more affordable, and there's mm-hmm. been great games coming out. So for imagine uh, you've already got your phone. Imagine only having to spend a couple of bucks to get mm-hmm. you know the the things to put your phone into to be able to play you know vr i mean it it makes it so easily accessible for such a low price that that like i ultimately think that that's if anything's gonna make vr become a bigger a bigger thing in the gaming world it's gonna be at that point when anyone can play it for very cheap because all they need is what they've already have so uh, you know, like I think that's gonna be something. You know, on the that that Microsoft might have to change. Like I said, just because of of the of those possibilities. And if they if they choose to keep on ignoring it, then that you know will just be a bad bad move. You know, eventually. I, I think Project X Cloud is gonna be connected to Xbox Live. Um, I think right now Microsoft don't have to worry about Stadia and stuff like that um, because I think Microsoft kind of offers the best service at the moment. Um, we mentioned Game Pass, but you know we have to play with Anywhere initiative. Um, we, we got uh, you know um, probably when they get their Xbox One, the streaming one, where I mean it's discless, uh, but if you want to do like a Game Pass attached to it, if they offer that for what a hundred twenty some dollars, uh, you get the system Game Pass and Xbox Live all together for a year and stuff. You, well, you, I th- I think what you're saying is like Google has to play catch up in all those areas. Yeah, <laughs> and and yeah. Microsoft's already like. I mean, they've been building the groundwork for a couple years now in terms of like Game Pass and and Xbox Live for over a decade, right? Like they just they they're just there, and like I right. think with XCloud, and if you don't own an Xbox or whatever, and like yeah, the Play Anywhere initiative is great, and the Game Pass coming to PC and Xbox is also great, uh, and you know rumored Switch or whatever, but I think you're gonna see bundles for all this in one bundle for like you know $150 a year or you know 
I don't know if they want to go much over that, but like, I think you're going to start seeing these things bundled together and maybe they don't offer it like in a yearly subscription. I mean, you could probably Mm -hmm. buy it as a year subscription, but they will be like for, you know, 25 bucks a month, you'll be able to stream, uh, game pass games and X cloud and, and everything to any device that you own for 25 bucks a month. And then you also have the Xbox adaptive, Mm -hmm. um, so that's so that's more for the kids who are disabled and who are played in the hospital. If if they could find this as an alternative, this Project X Cloud over Google over Stadia, uh, that's more win. That's more good business for Microsoft yeah. in their uh in their you know in their kind of market. Um, I do think where I do okay. think. I do think Google said that they will support the Microsoft Adaptive Controller, but you like you have to have the Stadia controller like plugged into it, but mm. it'll still read the Adaptive Controller. So yeah, yeah. The their their whole idea with uh, with their controller and stuff, I think, was that uh, like yeah, that like you you could use any other controller with it, but it would have to be wired in or something like that. And mm-hmm. then, like, um, like their their controller is unique in that it connects actually to Wi-Fi. It doesn't actually use Bluetooth. It connects through Wi-Fi, so to to reduce any kind of lag and in, uh, in um, well, functionality, the, I guess. So well, th- then that put a risk of y'all got to pay your internet bill, <laughs> and you better hope that the internet is not down. So you well, then you're not going to play at all, anyways. So yeah, matter. I mean, but but I mean, since that controller is connected to the Wi-Fi, if yeah. those problems exist, you can't play. Uh, you can't you can't play anything on Stadia unless they allow you to play the USB or something. You know, well, like if, th- if like the internet's down, you won't be able to play regardless. That's that's the right. whole idea. Uh, well, yeah, well, internet. yeah. And and like True. I know yeah. I know people are like kind of complaining about like the internet thing too is like always having to be connected. But like in terms of Xbox players, look at look at the games we're playing anyway. That you know, The Division, Destiny, Anthem, Apex, Fortnite. Mm-hmm. What's one thing all these games have in common? They're all internet. All yeah, not. yeah. Internet. Call of Duty. Uh, even single player games to a point need to be connected to the internet now, right? Like, yeah. you know, the Witcher had, has had so many patches, right? And yes. like, yeah. if you were to install that game off the disc and never connect to the internet, you're going to be playing a totally different game to somebody who has all the patches, right? So, and, and that's another thing they talked about on Giant Bomb that we didn't touch on is like the whole idea that you never have to patch a game because it's always patched. Yeah. That's because it. because it's on the it, like it's on the patches on the server. You never have to wait for your system to uh, update or for the game to update in order to be able to play it because it's that's already done like instantly. Mm-hmm. It's like that that's all taken care of on their side, so you never have to wait. Uh, you'll never have to wait for a game to update ever again. Mm-hmm. Like. You know, like there's a lot of there's a lot of cool, you know, like things that we don't realize that we have mm-hmm. to worry about now because we're just so used to it that we'll never have to worry about again. Like stuff like that. Uh-huh. Like you won't have to worry, you know, like <laughs> certain things for your systems to update because and it I, just plays through a browser. 
And I think, and I think that's when we'll see if new games come out on console and on PC. Uh, how each is going to play out? Because let let's take uh, the next Call of Duty. If Stadia's up and running and they're getting it, uh, if it's being on Steam, Epic, uh, if it's being on consoles, um, everybody, I guess the assumption is is that Stadia is going to be the fastest to play, uh, because it just seems like you go to Stadia, oh Call of Duty uh, Four or Call of Duty Five is up there, you click on it and then it starts instant, where regardless if you pre-purchase it digitally or you know you inserted the disc in it's going to take a while to do all the patches and update is installed yeah. yeah but it's going to be interesting I, I think you know yes yeah. i think stadia and xcloud are like massive steps to uh the future yeah <laughs> it's i mean it's this is this is something we've never seen before. This is a, this is a tide shifting event in gaming it's... right now. And like, yeah, we don't know the outcome of it yet, but mm-hmm. it's still like, it's scary. Like I'm going to admit it. It's scary. Mm-hmm. Like always being connected yeah. to the internet to play your games is scary. But the more and more I think about it and the more and more like, you know, once let's take destiny again for an example. Yeah you're always connected and like once those servers go away you know that game is useless you can't play it like you know unless somebody crops up a private server somewhere to play these games mm. like you're not you're not going to be able to play these games anymore and, and and sadly that's the reality of gaming that we live in now and like you know there's clear exceptions like anything nintendo based you're going to be able to play forever as long as you know you have a working copy or a working disc or whatever you know which Giant Bomb brought that up again too. Was like disc deterioration and stuff, but that's a different story for a different day. Uh, and, and like, I'm really actually worried about GameCube now because like, there's literally no other way to play any of those GameCube games <laughs> unless you buy like the 3DS ports. But like, yeah, uh, I mean, it's it's just moving in that direction now, and like, it's just the next evolution of of gaming and we're mm-hmm. always connected anyway so like i guess as long as your internet's good this is what this is what's gonna happen right and mm-hmm. we just gotta you either just have to you know you can be scared or you can just take a deep breath and jump in and that's you know out of all of us here like i'm scared to death like of of not being able to download our own games right but like I want to see this technology and I'm just going to, I'm just going to jump in, you know, when this, when this controller comes out or if there's like a Chromecast Stadia controller bundle out Mm. there, I'm going to, I'm going to buy it and I want to see what it's like. You know, I, I, is Stadia going to replace my Xbox or my switch? No, not at least not at the moment, but like the technology is super interesting and I'm going to, I'll, purchase a couple games on there to see how it works and and i i think for me you know like i said sitting on the sideline i just want to see google support this me and you Corey, me and you talked about this on power block we were just like all that stuff is good but we want to see your first party games i don't really care about 30 or or indie because 
I'm like the with thirty indie, I could play that anywhere on any other console right. at this what point is, in time. Like, I mean, they're making the right moves in that direction though, too, right? They have mm-hmm. Stadia Games and Entertainment. They Jade Raymond is heading that studio. They've got a lot of great talent over the last few years working there. You know, they're going to explore the the price ranges and 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 styles of games, right? And you know, I well, and I, the, I think and... I think Google's made all the right moves to. Uh, say we're supporting this for the long haul, right? They've made partnerships at least with Ubisoft and and ID, and they opened a first party studio, which is a huge thing, right? So, and th- that's what I want to see is their first party, because you know that's something that I won't be able to play anywhere mm-hmm. if that first party stuff is interesting. Mm-hmm. Well, and and again, like I know it might not matter to you, Ed, but just for the fact that they can say that you're going to be able to play these games on what the best of the best uh, mm-hmm. PC could could offer for you for graphics and and all that stuff. And and this is where you're going to be able to play it without having to own a, a super expensive PC is is kind of a big deal. <laughs> well, and to me, like, it's just they, it's... they could ultimately be ultimately be the place where you can play the best looking version saying, of that game like for me it's just it's marketing speech and i heard it many times everywhere and it just doesn't seem that with the stuff that actually come out it is not fully there yet well um, yeah i mean there's still a lot of questions and, there's still a right. ton of questions and you yes. know before this thing comes out hopefully they'll have these questions answered but i think in terms of a presentation in terms of what they wanted like a point to get across. Now, granted, this was at GDC. This was for this presentation was for the developers and like what the potential of this thing could do in terms of streaming and YouTube integration, in terms of instant purchasing and like that kind of thing. Like this, these messages were all great in terms of a development standpoint. When they come back in June, they better have something for the consumers. But I think, I think this presentation was like a, Honestly, one of the best first steps I think I've seen, right? Mm. Which, and, you know, the the reveal of the original Xbox was Bill Gates holding a controller with the rock holding the system, right? Like, that was like... <laughs> oh, that was just... Man, the and, early and, 2000s was a, was a time. And, and that's why I said that, you know, we as consumers are taking it differently because we're not developers, so the information that you're relying to a developer is not the same information that should rely to us. We expect more because we're the ones that's going to be paying out of pocket for this, not the developers. Mm-hmm. So that's why it's just that's why it's it's important that the messages and stuff gets out. So, but everybody, that is going to be the show. We kind of want to hear what you guys think about Stadia, what you think about Project S Cloud. Is this going to affect Microsoft? Uh, we want to know what you guys think. You can email the show at arsenalxpodcast at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter at arsenalx. Uh, podcast. You can find us on uh, our YouTube page, Arsenal X Xbox channel, and you can join our Facebook group, uh, Arsenal X fan group page. If that's the thing, I still forgot. I need to write it down. Um, Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter at Phantom Maggot AX. Corey, where can we find you? 
You can find me on Twitter at CoreyNHT713. We're just going to keep it short this week. Yes. And you guys can find me on Twitter at ThatRetroCo. And uh, yes, everybody, uh, the DMC Devil May Cry 5 review is up. So if you guys want to read it, go to NGRRadio.com. But for the last thing, everybody, we're going to throw up the X one more time. Throwing it up right now, guys. Yes. <laughs> and we're throwing it down because we're exiting out of here. We will see you guys next time for Arsenal X podcast. Bye, everybody. Bye. Goodbye. <laughs>